0: All right, so we're going to welcome Pastor Fred on up here. We've been talking about faith and pushing in or sitting down, depending on where, what God is directing us. See, I always push first. <laughs> and I assume I get to go until he tells me no. And he's faithful to do that. So, but it's a relational journey and everybody, um, hears the voice of their father in heaven and he directs each of us as his children because he loves us so much. And this is one of the children of God, and He is so proud of you, and He is like so excited for what you're bringing forth today. So I impart that excitement to everyone here, and I can't wait to hear what you're bringing forth. Yeah.
1: No, no, you can't
0: say a thing. Sit up. Yes. <you can. laughs> Um, (laughs) 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 So anyways, um, I'm sure you guys have seen some of the devastation that has gone down in Florida and now it's in the Carolinas, and this has really touched us close because Kevin's daughter lives down there, so it was very, very touch and go, Um, and it's brought back a lot of feelings for Kevin. He's had some PTSD because he went through Charlie down there, so... Um, we just asked that you guys keep them all in prayer. There some people had everything literally wiped out. I mean, there's nothing left. And then I went up to the Carolinas <clears throat> and did the same thing. Um what was funny was when, when Melissa was talking this morning, she talked about being in a boat and <clears throat> we had a friend that rode the hurricane out in a boat, on his boat. Mm-hmm. Um he was down in Marco Island, he had no place else to go, and he was doing Facebook updates for a while. And we were all kind of watching and, you know, in anticipation of, you know, he said the water was coming over the moorings and now he's going to have to, you know, get out there and go out into the sea and we didn't hear from him for hours and... Um, finally he got back on afterwards. He said, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm here. And so that just tied into, I was like, you know, and he is a man of faith. So he went out there, he made it through the storm, and he came back. So if there's any hope in that story, I hope you find it. So. Mm. You want to pray for those people? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Lord, um, we ask for your grace, your mercy, your blanket of comfort, um, over all the regions affected. Uh, we know that there's hurting hearts down there. We know that there's most likely been loss of life. Um, there's loss of business. There's loss of income. And we know, Lord, that um, be- beauty will rise from the ashes, and it will be built back bigger and better and more sound than it was before. And so, Lord, we just play your, pray your blanket of protection over everyone affected. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 It's good. Thank you. you.
1: It's good stuff. We need to keep that in mind. And there's just so much going on in the world, right? Um, I mean, we could simply hold a prayer service and we could go for hours. So the known needs, you know, just in this room. So um, i encourage you not to grow weary in pressing in on behalf of others um, this is so important and and i guess i guess that's kind of what i want to talk about this morning um, I've had vague directions as to where i'm going to go and and I think for the most part he pulled me into it i pulled an old powerPoint slide i'm not sure if or set of slides. I'm not sure if I'm going to use them uh, or how I'm going to use them exactly. Um, but he's been speaking to me. One thing was crystal clear when I woke up this morning. He said it this is about stepping into reality. And I think it goes hand in hand with everything that's been spoken so far this morning. Right? Because there's, there's uh, when they were in the boat, there's what they saw as reality, right? The waves are coming up and it's an oh Jesus moment, right? But the reality was that there's something spiritual going on and Jesus stepped up recognizing that and but no, peace. It was peaceful. The waves calmed and all the hearts calmed, right? Jesus stepped into reality. See, we think of it the opposite. Right, so often, and that's why I think he's got me going over old ground again this morning. But um, I need this word as much as anybody. You know, there's there's what's there's what we see, there's what we hear, there's what we experience, and man, does it feel real. It's like, oh, I feel the draw of those potato chips, or you know, whatever it might be.
0: <laughs> no,
1: really. I've been tra- it is. I went to work last week, and uh, I'm like, I'm going to be good this week, right? And always, it never fails, the week that you're going to be good at work, someone says, I'm going to be nice to everybody this week. I'm going to buy pizza. I'm going to buy snack cakes. Well, great, thank you, right? But I held my own. I didn't touch that pizza, I'll have you know I broke down. The head, I had I did. I had one snack cake.
0: Just they were
1: so good, Just right? Oh, but <laughs> reality there there's a there's what we see, there's what we hear, and then there's what is what's going on all around us. And you know what better time of year, right? When. Uh, Halloween's coming up and, and everyone's going, ooh, ghosts and goblins and so on and so forth, right? And they're putting stuff in the front yard. And that's, that's fun. It's, it's for the kids and, right, I get the holiday side of that, right? But people also, their spiritual antenna go up this time of year as well, right? And they, they begin to go, oh, maybe I should go to someone who reads my palms or maybe I should, you know, because they're, they're interested in the supernatural. Right? And so they go and they scare themselves and so on, uh so on and so forth. And that's not even what this message is about. But yet it kind of is, because there is a reality that people are longing for. So why they it's why they go after some of those things during this Halloween time. There's, there's this, this this desire for the supernatural that needs to be quenched. And that's because we serve a supernatural God. And I feel like I've said that a lot lately, but it it must need repeating. I know it needs repeating for myself because if you're like me, you face bigger temptations other than just snack cakes and pizza in your life. I mean, we do. And, you know, temptation is tempting. There's something about it that's more than just you know, just if I use the, the snap cakes, if that's if that's a major um, thing for me, it's more than just that physical appeal. When the enemy is truly t- trying to tempt us into whatever our vice, whatever our sin, or whatever that particular sin might be, there's something supernatural that surrounds that. Just think about it in the natural for a moment. When, when we set a trap for a mouse... We put cheese in there, right? A like, a mouse trap. like a mouse trap, right? So we put cheese in there and the mouse goes, oh man, <laughs> I'm not stepping in that, but boy, there's cheese. Oh, there's cheese. And it just draws them, right? Temptation is like that, but on a spiritual level. Um, it, it, it reaches out to some of our deepest needs and desires, and and it perverts the will of God, of course, because Satan's offering a counterfeit, but there is something supernatural on that. We're surrounded by the supernatural. Um, This is a familiar... Let's go here. What I do with... There it is. I know at least one slide in order. I can... Oh, that thing again. Having an issue? Yeah, oh, that thing again, Joshua says. Yeah, you've seen this over and over and over. And that's okay. I don't mind throwing it up again. Because there's parts of reality that we just need to keep coming back to until we get it. And that's not. There's no condemnation on that whatsoever. Okay. Again, I'm preaching to myself as much as anyone. But for instance, we need to recognize that we're dead. The old man is dead. Ding dong, the old man is dead. Who is it? That's Wizard of Oz. Uh, Okay. That's the witch is dead, (laughs) not the old man. Okay. I knew there was a ding dong in there.
0: Not the the
1: snack cake, though.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: But there's a reality. I've said this before. Over 30 times in the book of Romans alone, it says that we're dead. Last week, we started, I was trying to encourage you to dive into, once again, if you've never been there, maybe for the first time, the book of Romans. And the book of Romans is, oh, it's just so full and packed and it's meaty. And, and Paul makes these amazing arguments. And I'll say this again because I think it bears repeating. You know, read it in the New American Standard. Read it in the Passion. Read it in the Amplified. Right? There's so much in the Book of Romans. I love that 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 portion, especially from from uh, about chapter six through chapter eight, because it just lays it all out. And it's really what we're talking about this morning. Is is this? It's kind of a, a tag on an addendum to the Book of Romans or Romans chapter one. So much good stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dead is dead. If you're born again, there is no part of you that is prone to, leans towards, or is inclined towards sin. Does that mean that song is wrong? Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Yeah. no, when I'm born again, I'm sorry that that lyric needs to go away. See, that's our state before Christ, B.C. Then we're prone to wander. Now the reality is, and this is what we need to to begin. How did you say it? Kind of, uh, you were talking about it, Jen. You know, we need to kind of go, "Mm, we're going to do this. Because here's the thing, we're dead. In fact, turn to turn to Romans six. Okay, I read. I memorized years ago Romans six in uh, the NIV, and the New American Standard is similar. Um, but I went to read it in the. In the I've always read it in one of those two translations. I read it out of the Passion's translation this morning, and I went, oh my gosh, that feels so awkward. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I forced myself, and it was good, but I have to go back to the New American Standard. <laughs> you didn't need to know all that. That's just dream of consciousness, so it's free. Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 1, what shall we say? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? No, may it never be. How should we who have died to sin live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? There's one. We've been baptized into his death. Right? As part of what we're celebrating next week, we're going to be baptizing a few individuals and maybe we'll add some more along the way. Maybe, I'll throw this out, maybe you've only been baptized as a baby. Okay? Someone made that choice for you. I don't know everyone's full history here, so I'm just throwing this out for you. Maybe that's the only baptism you've ever received. If so, someone made the choice for you. Maybe you want to be baptized as an adult, where you're making the choice, and you're recognizing, yes, I am dead, even as Romans 6 says, or let's just say the book of Romans says, along with all of the New Testament. Therefore we have been buried with Him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with Him in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with Him. If you have a way to highlight that, highlight it. Make it green, Underline it, something, right? But your old self, he doesn't exist anymore. Chris Valentin likes to say this is a doctrine of demons that we're battling the old self. And it is this thing where it's, well, I'm a new creation, but my old self is going, "Eh, eh," and he's pulling us this way. And he's making us go back into old ways. That's a lie from the pit of hell. There is no old self because if you're in Christ, The old self is dead. So what the heck am I feeling, Pastor Fred? What is it when I feel like something's doing like this? Because it sure feels like the old self. Well, it isn't. Come on. Demons have been around all of your life. How easy is it for them to... They know how to speak like Laura. They've been around Laura. Hey, I'll sound like Laura. That doesn't sound like Laura. (laughs) Let's say, Laura, you know, this is your old self. You really want to do that thing again, don't you? No, no, I don't. Old self, go away. It's demons. They're meant to harass you. It's the the enemy. See, that's part of the reality that we need to step into. It's why... why it's, it's so important that we, we go over this until we get it, and then once we get it, we continue to preach it to others and, so that they can get it, so that we get it even more. That's really good, Pastor Fred. Thank you. Sin is a choice. Presented by the enemy, it is his character and nature that he wants you to believe. And he wants you to believe that his nature is your own. See, it's very easy, or it's gotten easier, I think, for the church to say, yes, we want to learn about the character and the nature of God. We want to study scripture from beginning to end, and we want to, we want to study scripture through that lens, knowing what his character and nature is. And then even to take the next step and say, well, we are, uh, we carry that nature because we're made in the image of God, right? So it's not such a hard step to take that to, to know that the enemy, as much as, as God has brought that revelation in, that, that he wants us to step into this revelation that we carry his nature, that we carry his character, that is a part of our born again nature, it's not a far reach to, to, to say, hey, well, the enemy, therefore, wants you to hold on to his old nature. Not your old self, but his nature. Yeah. Am I making sense? Okay. Would you tell me if I wasn't?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> You never lie. Unless it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't
1: lie to you unless it was entertaining.
0: <laughs> you never <laughs> lie.
1: Just a teasy and tweaky little bastard friend. That's that's all. I see how y'all roll. I'm working that. First John. Three six and even First John three nine
0: yeah.
1: right. This is part of the reality that that we're standing upon here. Um, it says no one who abides in Him sins. John doesn't say it once; he says it twice. In verse nine, no one who is born of God practices sin. No one who is born of God practices sin because. His seed, God's seed, abides in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Oh wait, hold on. Hold the phone. Does that mean that I can't sin? I'm incapable of sin anymore because I have the nature of Jesus, because I have the nature of God, because I'm created in his image and I'm a new creation and the old man is dead? Does that mean I can't sin anymore? No, it's not what it's saying. No one who is born of God practices sin. It means I'm not, pra- I'm not a practitioner anymore. Okay? I was a practitioner. I had my PhD in sin before Jesus. Okay? I was a good practitioner. Right? Most of us were before Jesus. But I'm not practicing anymore. you got to remember, Adam and Eve created in the image of God. The, the first image, Right? Xerox, the first image is always the best, right? Or so we, so we think. Well, they sinned. There was no old self pulling them back and saying, oh, Adam, this is your old self. You've never met me. Hi, by the way, my name is Adam too. No, that's, that's, that's foolish. You know, Adam and Eve were tempted. They just weren't practitioners, they became practitioners after the fact. So no one who is born of God practices sin. It's not our nature. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. We may sin, but it's not in our nature. That's reality. Anything that says anything contrary is a lie from the pit of hell. If you are in Christ, you can take that to the bank. Because, listen, again, when when sin comes in, the temptation is real, and it's going, and it's got this whammy on it. It really does. When when the enemy is trying to to make us take on his nature in some way shape or form, to say things, to do things, to, to, to look, to not look, to whatever the thing may be. It's real. And in the moment, it feels like, I can't, you know, it's like that black hole is taking me away. That's what it feels like. So we do have to fight against it. We need to stand firm. Sometimes it's standing, sometimes it's just running. We gotta run from it. And that's what Joseph did, right? Potiphar's wife got a hold of him and said, Hey, come here, good looking. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. You gotta run. Don't tell me Joseph wasn't tempted. Why else would he run? She's scary. She might have been yeah. scary. <laughs> Scare beyond all reason?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, there, there's another theory. She's trying to get rid of him. <laughs> I want to go through a couple... I think I want to go through a couple of slides Um, because I want to reinforce this Um, and then we're going to take a step of faith this morning because I know there's, there's some of you in particular you've got something in mind and you're going this keeps coming back and it keeps being thrown in my face and with it comes condemnation and with it comes guilt and with it comes I will never achieve or I will never succeed or I will always fail okay Some of you have those voices going through your head, even as I speak this morning. We're going to step out of that, okay? We're going to take a a physical step of faith. We're going to do a prophetic gesture by stepping out of it. But I want to reinforce some things. That's why I did this. Bill Johnson. Any thought that does not inspire hope is rooted in a lie. I had this thought earlier in the week. Faith, hope, and love. Right? You read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, and it says, in the end, these three remain. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love. These three remain. You know what? Papa said, you know what? these are the big three that you can you can you you take the dilemma that you're in and you hold it up to faith, hope, and love you take the challenge that you're facing and you hold it up to faith, hope, and love is there faith in here, is there hope or is it speaking counter to hope is it coming against my faith where my faith needs to be is it in a heart of love even if I'm speaking the truth in love which is sometimes hard but is it love at its core everything we face day in and day out comes back to it's just here's the big three faith, hope, and love how does it measure up to these three? any thought that does not inspire hope is rooted in a lie I have no problem agreeing with that it's absolutely true take your end times theology right? if it doesn't have hope I'm not saying it's all wrong, okay, whatever that is, because I don't know what that is for you. But if it doesn't inspire hope in the end, and is not victorious in the end, there's probably something wrong with it. Just as a simple example, we can't afford to have any thought in our mind that isn't His. That's true. It doesn't mean that we're robots and we're only, you know... Waiting for a download. Oh, Jesus, that's so good. But if I'm created in his image, right? Then my thoughts, and if my nature is his, then my thoughts ought ought to perfectly line up with his. Now this takes some time, and again, it takes some sorting through, and it takes saying, get away from me when the enemy comes at you. There's got to be some resistance. We have to put up resistance. It doesn't just happen. It would be nice. It's like tongues. You, you know, we were talking about tongues this morning, I'm sure, right? It doesn't just happen. You don't just go, all right, God, give it to me. You know, that's, that was that was how I thought it was supposed to receive tongues. I just, I stood there and I'm like, you know, some guy prayed for me and it's like, and I waited. I waited. <laughs> I waited for a full hour. Just. Yeah. Hey, you can picture it, can't you? Yeah,
0: you can. Kind of helps. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I finally go up to the guy who had prayed for me, and he's putting his coat on, and I'm like, hey, hey, you can't leave yet. I didn't get my tongues. And, <laughs> I'll never forget this. He looks at me. He kind of looks over at the guys around him. He laughs, and he grabs my cheeks. He says, move your lips.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I went, He said, Alright, you got it, see you later. He walks out the door. <laughs> and I'm like, what just happened? So one of the elders pulls me aside and says, Well, you gotta move your lips. You gotta cooperate with what the Holy Spirit's trying to do. So Shibata turned into, you know, as I'm walking down the low, down the road, it turned into Shibata Shajah, well, and i went, oh, right? And and all this tongues began to bubble up. But I had to activate that, right? I had to step up. I had to resist doubt, which was coming against me, and step into faith. So when I preached this originally, um, this is a great place to go back to as well. Uh, Joshua, uh, the book of Joshua. Great story. If you've never read it, I I love a lot of the Old Testament stories because they read like novels, okay? Um, But there's just so much to glean from all of them, but especially Joshua. You know, it's kind of where that original slide that I put up to begin with kind of came from, right? Uh, Three keys that God said would would determine Joshua's success. When God spoke to him, he said that the law of the mouth, uh, the law of the mouth, (laughs) The law of God was to be in his mouth. I need to dial it back a little. He was to meditate on it day and night, right? And he was to do all which was therefore in his mouth and upon which he was meditating. So it meant, again, he had to participate. He had to know what the law was. Which, think about this, at that time, There was just the first five books. So there was a whole lot less for him to study. (laughs) And so today we go, oh, but now we have the whole Bible. There's so much more. Well, you've been entrusted with a whole lot more. You have the same God whom he was praying to here, right, now lives in you. And everyone who calls on his name, we, we get to. It's the thing that Paul was talking about in those first five chapters of Romans. You know, it's not that we have to, because that's the law. It's that we get to. But I'll leave that for another time. I'll let you get into the book of Romans. So, again, there's some really good keys there. Meditating on negative words is like opening up our heart gates and allowing... Enemy armies to invade the peaceful palace of our souls. Our eyes and our ears are two of the main gateways of the soul. What are you meditating on? This is this is from Chris Valentin. Um, much of this information was originally taken from a book he had written um, about ten years ago called Spirit Wars. It's a good book. It's a really good book. Uh, I enjoy Chris. I enjoy his, his writing style. I enjoy listening to him. I enjoy his stories. Okay. Um, and he gets into the book of Romans as well. Uh, I encourage you that even after we're done, if this is something you want to study up further on, this is a really good book. It's winning in the invisible battle against sin and the enemy. This is what we're talking about. It's an invisible battle. Doesn't matter if you're at school, doesn't matter if we're at work. Wherever we're at, there's an invisible battle. There's an invisible battle going on right here. Now, we're surrounded by angels. But the enemy doesn't like it. He's getting as close as he can to try to whisper things, to try to speak things, to try to stir things up. But what are you choosing to meditate on? The lies that Satan's putting in your head and are rehearsed over and over and over. Talk about lies, okay? Politicians and marketing gurus understand the principle of repetition very well. It says that people tend to believe what they hear repeated, whether it's true or not. Come on, you know it, right? Right? <laughs> you can tell people anything you want at the bank and you repeat it enough and everyone's going to believe it well I heard Brian Houston said this where did you get your information from Brian's always right (laughs) it is therefore literally possible to talk yourself to death come on Again, that's Chris Valatin, for those of you who may not be seeing the slides at home. trials do not test our character. They test our thing. Faith. faith is fundamentally a relational term. It is not first a matter of what you believe, but it is who do you trust, whom you trust. And sometimes we get it more factual based and we think, oh, this is truth. This is not. This is truth. This is not. I got to remember all this. I have to. Eh, but that works. It really is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's value in memorizing scripture. There's value in getting uh, uh, and study. Right. There's value in all of that. But to to believe that everything hinges on your ability to memorize or or how good of a student you are, that that too is a lie. Here, here's the key to study when you, know the, when you know the teacher and you're in an intimate relationship with him you've always got the answers to any test that comes your way isn't that true if you got the teacher right there that's always an open book test which it is, that's kingdom it's about who you're standing next to not what you know what you know, He uses. And that's wonderful. I love when He pulls Scripture out of me that I didn't realize was there or I'd forgotten about. That's fun. Do I have more? Oh, I do have more.
0: Oh, I, did yeah, this one do.
1: A, I did this one a few weeks ago. And I like it. It's true. This is a Bill Johnson quote. You have the You have the present, You have the future but you don't have the past that's been purchased. The old man is dead. Ding dong. And it's been covered by the blood of Jesus so that it no longer has a voice to haunt you, to cripple you. It no longer has the authority to do so. Why? It was bought. So we celebrate. with this... It's all gone. Yes, there are voices that get inside your head. But if it doesn't line up with the word of God, that is not you. It's not the old self. It's the enemy coming against you. That's the reality that we need to work and move from and and, and realize, whoops, God is so good. Um, we're just going to take a moment. And we're going to transition into this. But I also believe that um, we're going to do the prophetic gesture I spoke of as well before we're done. <laughs> this stuff that's going to come fallen off of some of you this morning. I truly believe it. I don't know who and what. I just know that that's what he's been speaking to me. This is going to be like so utterly transformational freedom. It really is. Is that a hand like you got a hand up? He's waving to me. Okay. (laughs) Can you bring this over? Help me bring this over, please. Don't. Jesus, you are just so good. No sweeter name than the name of Jesus. No sweeter name that i ever known. There's so much power. The name of Jesus. We take it so lightly. I take it so lightly. I speak for myself. It says that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. We have authority. soul and spirit, in the name of Jesus. Father, I just declare breakthrough this morning. Each and every one of us, we want to step into new levels of reality, reality in you, reality of kingdom that surrounds us. to receive this, okay? So it's a personal choice. Uh, as you come and receive this morning, there's a breakthrough available to you. If, you. if you want the extra breakthrough, well, and you really want to pursue it, I just I want to encourage you, you know, break off a nice chunk, grab your, grab your Jesus, grab the blood, and just, just ask them, Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my ears. Lord, open all of my senses to a greater reality of you. Open everything, all of me, to all of you. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. So, Jesus, we do remember. price that you paid for a sin. We thank you that the old man is dead. Ding dong. Yep. Thank you for the covenant of your blood shed for us. And by your stripes we are healed. We just give you all glory and honor and praise this morning. Slip your hands for a moment. Lord Jesus, we just we bless you. We bless you. We just ask, let your presence just be manifest even more. in this place is welcoming, Lord Jesus. We just thank you. We bless you. And there, and uh, receive the breakthrough that you need this morning. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. We'll finish up.
1: Someone dealing with back pain this morning. You, would you raise your hand? Okay. I want to pray for you. If there's any other words of knowledge,
0: <laughs> I
1: want you guys to, to come. Um, all right. If you're dealing with back pain, you know who you are. Just stand. Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray for a total alignment from head to toe, from the neck layer down to the sacrum. Father, level out the hips. And Lord, we pray that you would just strengthen. Uh, the entire uh, the group, all, all the muscles that surround uh, the spine itself. We pray for total alignment, total strength, Lord Jesus. And we just pray that any discs, which have lost some of you, you've lost <laughs> uh, some disc height. Uh, those discs are just going to go, and they've just shrunk down. And, and God is just like putting fluid in there. He's just... Uh, pumping things back up to just alleviate pain off of nerves. And I'm just seeing it take place, uh, at least in two of you especially, uh, where you've got some disc issues. One's, both are in the neck. Um, So just receive that in Jesus' name. Father, just now just eliminate any and all pain and discomfort. And we just pray for a strategy to maintain this. Just the this, this strategy, whether it's a correction of things that are, are causing it to happen or, or, or Lord, just how to, to better strengthen and steward that which has been given. So we just release this over you all in Jesus' name. Oh God. So, if you're in need of more prayer, I encourage you. You know, come. Allow us uh, pray for you and with you. Um, you're just struggling to hear His voice. Let us seek Him together. Okay. Let us break some things off if we need to. Sometimes we need that. Just need someone to come alongside and say it's okay. They're there. We all need that
0: from time to time.
1: So, um, but if not, I hope you all have a great week. To you at home, if you want to uh, find us on the web, it's arcgenoa.org. And if you don't know this Jesus of whom we've been speaking, there's even a meet Jesus button when you go there. There's a place that you can give. So, but uh, for all of you, God's richest blessings be upon you. May his shalom peace just invade your household and invade your
0: workspace in Jesus did.